This is an emergency broadcast from Radio Free Istvan. All Imperial forces stay away from Istvan 5. The fort flooding in of a massacre on the Black Sands. Horus has revealed his hand and gathered yet more traitorous Primarchs to his side. Ferris Manus is dead. Bolton and Korax are missing. Stay safe, brothers, and stay away from the Istvan system. The Emperor protects. What's going on, Radio Freest Van listeners, and welcome to episode 55 of the Radio Freest Van podcast, a 30K Horus Heresy podcast. And uh, so we're coming off. This is a, I don't know, man, I would feel like, I would say like this is like a new season because, I mean, the this the whole Radio Freest Van podcast is going to, is, is taking a giant change. Last episode, if you're a, a long time listener, last episode uh you know that we lost ryan kimmel uh to the eighth edition uh the eighth edition change coming up he he stood by his ground and i know there's a lot of shit talkers out there that was it's like oh he just needs to wait but now man he he said if it's going eighth edition i'm quitting and he's a man of his word so he he's out he's out he tapped out and i mean man if i don't respect that i fucking respect it so Ryan has big shoes to fill, so instead of replacing him with a co-host, I replaced him with two co-hosts. So I have sitting next to me, I have my good friend Derek. So you want to go ahead and say hi, Derek? Hello, everybody. And over, coming live from Kentucky, the place where they make the greatest of all chickens, I got Scott. Ah, konnichiwa, bitches. <laughs> so... <laughs> I like I, I really want to say that like it not a lot's going to change but it's going to like we it's I, mean, I think we can all respect that um none of us has the computer head that Ryan has and <laughs> like I'm not even going to pretend to uh <laughs> even acknowledge that <laughs> that I can do some of the things Ryan did like he was a a, a strong <clears throat> strong person in the community and and just like I mean I don't know like I don't like if if, if you could put the perfect Warhammer player in, like, embody it in, like, a a person. That would have been Ryan, I would imagine. Like, he was a good guy to play with. He was an awesome painter. Like, he was consistent with his work. He, like, went out of his way for the community. And so, but, yeah, I mean. I mean, you know, there's definitely 50% less facial hair to this podcast and probably 50% less quality. So let's just be honest with ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, if you're a first-time listener, don't listen to any other previous episode to like than this one. Like This is where you should start. This is, uh, I guess, this is what I would call season three of the Radio for Instagram podcast, if I were to say anything. This is the third season, and you could tell by our opening, this is the third time our opening's changed. And uh, thank you, Mr. I want to give a shout-out to Mr. Ben Porter for going out of his way to record this brand-new opening. Y'all have heard it, right? Like, nobody else has heard it, but y'all heard it, right? Y'all listen to it? I've actually uh, not heard it yet. Well, you're an asshole. Did you hear it, Scott? Yeah, man. I heard it. (laughs) It's magnificent. (laughs) So, yeah, there's actually a strong possibility that our listeners will have heard it before I have. So... How's that? Okay. Well, I felt like I was there, honestly. <laughs> so I don't know if that's a good thing or not, but that's a great thing. That's that's exactly what we were all going for. So uh, I'm glad. <laughs> so anyway, so guys, I wanted to take this episode to really just kind of 
kind of introduce who you guys are. That way people can understand what kind of background y'all are coming through. Uh, kind of, uh, you know, how we've met. I've only actually met Scott one time. Yeah, it's a pretty cool dude. And uh, I've known Derek my whole life. So, but uh, for this podcast, guys, we are going to go ahead and introduce these two. We're going to go and like go into their different armies, go into their different play styles, their backgrounds, everything like that. Uh, and then uh, Scott actually was at an event that the powerful Ryan Kimmel ran this past weekend. So, we'd like to go ahead and talk to him about that. And then, of course, uh, we're going to go and look into the voicemail bag, see if we have any voicemails. And then also, I think we have a story that we need to... I know we have Jordan's voicemail we need to read out, but there's also a story in the mailbag that we need to read off. And then uh, we'll do some event shout-outs. But that's going to be pretty much the bulk of this episode. Uh, there should be some 30K content and when they're actually talking about what kind of armies they play in their 30K background. But uh, we're going to really kick off episode 56 with a lot more uh, 30K content. So this is just more of a... Getting to new, getting to know the new co-host. So, I guess I'll start with you, Derek. All what right. a, what 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 kind of what kind of background do you have, buddy? Well, the most background I kind of bring to the hobby. Uh, I did most of my playing in fifth edition, forty k. Kind of got back in around uh, stiff two. I kind of you know showed some interest in uh, heresy, and it wasn't until probably about November, December, Michael finally. Uh, Showed off that new Prospero box, and I'm like, you know what? I think I might, I think I might be into heresy. I was pushing real hard too, like I kept like giving him stuff, <laughs> like do you, do I, like Scott. Have you ever had any friends that you just like force in the hobby with like models? Oh, absolutely. Like, of course, you're just all like the, time. <laughs> the first one's always free. That's the number one rule of drug dealing. <laughs> so you know, just gotta get that needle in their arm, man, and just push that plunger on down and let good times roll. So that's. I feel like that's exactly how it went down. It was like that's a pretty good description, yeah. <laughs> I was like Derek. I was like, you like this contemporary model? It's a cool contemporary, yeah, man. It's like yeah, I converted it to space wolves because I know how much you like space wolves. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Why don't you go ahead and take it? <laughs> Why don't you just keep it? Here, man. Cool. Work. <laughs> Badass. Thank you. <laughs> and so yeah, uh, just a few short months later, and I'm already looking at buying three more Prospero boxes. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So. uh... Yeah, mostly just played Space Wolves since uh, 5th edition. Uh, tried out some filthy Xenos races. Uh, nothing really, Chaos has really touched me yet. But I am interested in, uh, I'm open to the trader market. Just kind of waiting for the right the right mood to hit me. What Xeno, what Xeno army did you play? I, I, I don't know, like, like, I've known you the entire time you've played. But I feel like there was a dark age where, like, we, I guess, like, maybe, like, I was working a lot and we didn't talk or something, and then like, you were, like, playing 40K behind my back. Like, what, what was happening then? Like, what Xeno race did you play? That uh, I, I played Tau for about two weeks, and I'm like, this is cool, I guess. And then uh, I kind of showed interest in Dark Eldar kind of before their 5th edition codex came out. Like, they were teasing some of the models. They didn't really see what the <clears> rules were. So I'm like, you know what? I think I might, I think I might be into that Dark Eldar life. And uh, that didn't happen. So... You're like, turns out I'm not a Dark Eldar player. Turns out I am and always will be a Space Wolf player. Yeah, that was a real hard thing to break. Uh, mostly just played Space Wolves all day, every day. Have fun with that. So for, the, for those of y'all that are out there that are longtime listeners, this is the Derek that we told the story about 
with the lost army. Yeah, like probably three or four times we told that story of how. Uh, it's a how harrowing tale, up. man. Very yeah. harrowing tale. Jesus. Uh, yeah, build up uh, ten thousand points of space wolves over the course of uh, three or four years, and then uh, yeah, just gone. Oh my! <laughs> oh my God! I feel so like that was the intro to uh, like the first forty-eight. Here's in a TV show that could be one. Yeah, just a montage with. <laughs> yeah, that's about how my hobby career went. That was a nice, uh, a great time. Me playing Warhammer, having the time of my life, and turns out that was just the first five minutes of the movie. I think, like, if anybody in this room understands what postpartum depression feels like, it'd be you. Like, I feel like that's like. <laughs> the closest thing like anybody could feel i mean i've never had children so i don't know if i would say that postpartum depression comes close to what i felt but <laughs> you know before we started the podcast we were watching a video of a small toddler get picked up by golden eagle at a public park i imagine you felt like <laughs> that child's parents must have felt as that large raptor snatched their child away from them <laughs> For that, for that two seconds it was airborne, and they realized they were helpless. That's how I imagine you felt. Yeah, it was a, it was a dark time in my life. And we're just like, like assholes, just digging into that wound, like that oh, clo- yeah. that that closed wound. It's like in in a scar that's fully healed. Like, oh man, it's like you know you what? Still get in there. Maybe this week I won't have to talk about it. <laughs> Wrong. This is gonna be this is gonna be my uh, my willow. So, so Derek, okay, so this is a pretty, you have a pretty interesting stance on it then. So you're coming from uh, 5th edition Space Wolves and jumping into 7.5 edition 30K Space God. Wolves. Yes, sir. How does that feel? Like, you, because, like, I know you're kind of, like, on the, on the fence with Space Wolves in 30K, and then they pretty much handed you fucking the, like... Every cock tease, like they're like, oh yeah, that's actually happening, and then just like gave you the like special rules yeah. of like book seven space wolves. Yeah, if I could have uh, picked the special rules for space wolves to have, man, I would not have gone as crazy with it as they have. <laughs> like I'm like, so most of my actual playing was with the old uh, third edition space wolf codex that never got updated, so it's referencing like a fifth edition space marine codex. So they had you know acute senses counterattack. And True Grit. I'm like, if you want to make just vanilla Space Marines feel like Space Wolves, give them those three things, and I will be a happy camper. And they gave them Acute Senses Plus. So they have the new rule of Acute Senses where they just, you know, pick their board edge, re-roll. And they just ignore Night Fighting entirely. And then they get Counterattack. Oh, but they also get plus one weapon skill on the charge. And... They don't get true grit because they just have pistols if they have bolters, but they can just shoot their bolters and then charge. So it's the same thing, but better. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, I was kind of on the fence about Space Wolves getting into Heresy just because I was, you know, kind of wanted to try something new and kind of play the field a little bit, get to know the other side of the table, so to speak. But uh, man, I just like Space Wolves too much. What drew you to space? Like what original? Like I don't even remember like how you even started playing Space Wolves. I don't. Was well, it because nobody in the group was playing Space Wolves and you just kind of because like Kyle was playing Blood Angels at the time, Sam was playing Dark Angels, and then you just kind of showed up and you're like, "Hey, Space Wolves." Well, it was something like that. Basically, I do remember having this conversation with you specifically, where you're kind of like, "Okay, well, Space Marines are kind of the easy thing to get into." Uh, 
uh, what do you like? You're like, do you like, do you like Vikings? I'm like, fuck yeah, I like Vikings. Vikings are badass, dude. <laughs> Who the fuck like, doesn't like Vikings? How do you feel about werewolves? And I'm like, oh, werewolves are kind of cool, I guess. Yeah, I- I'm down for werewolves. It's like, how do you feel about werewolf Vikings in space? And I'm like, okay, uh, I'm going to go take a cold shower real quick. <laughs> and... I gotta say that third edition codex was my favorite codex for Space Wolves. The fifth edition one, I I'm one of those people that just did not like that fifth edition codex just because of the the whole wolf of the wolf wolf thing. They kind of, in my mind, they moved away from being Vikings and moved towards being werewolves, and just everything is wolf. And they don't have lightning claws. They have special lightning claws that are wolf claws because they're they're wolves and wolves have claws. So they don't have they don't have lightning claws like something that's not a wolf. No, they need they need wolf kind of claws. I'm like, that's stupid. Just give me lightning claws and I'll be good. And then, oh, space marine. Two-ton space marines. Yeah, just put them on the back of a wolf. This wolf can carry a two-ton space marine and it's good. I'm like, that's... The rules are pretty devastating, but... The mo- I mean, the idea is kind of stupid in my opinion. Are you on the Are you on the, uh, the, the Ryan Kimmel hate train for the, <laughs> the, the wolves in 30K? What, what, speci- what, what, is he, what does he hate about the wolves in 30K? Uh, just in general, like how uh, we were killing bears with our muzzleloader rifles uh, long before, like, and this is like way in the future where we have exploding bullets inside of missile, like missile launched, like ammo with like shredder rounds inside of them, like bolter shells. Like, how the fuck would there be any wolves that would survive these shots? Like, oh, like actual physical wolves on the tabletop battlefield? Yeah. Well, I mean, to my knowledge, the only wolf models there are are the Lehman Russ's wolves, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of a that's kind of weird considering their mother, who was arguably arguably bigger and badder, got killed by native Fenrisians. <laughs> what a so I mean, I like to think that Lehman Russ had them cybernetically enhanced, just so that they wouldn't, you know, die of natural wolf lifespan. So you're thinking like some uh some like wolverine adamantium like bone injection kind of shit i wasn't but that idea is way better than anything i could think of so yeah (laughs) but not like the main thing that kills me is the oversaturation of wolf bits that you see in the like 40k uh 40k kits for them like i would have to water those down with regular marines just because otherwise it looks like there's these massive slaughterhouses on fenris where they kill wolves so that every dude can have two or three wolf tails uh wolf pelts you know, a necklace of teeth. <laughs> it like, it's great, but too much is too much. <laughs> I always loved like the, the like because I, I always I try and look at like power armor and like in models I'll try and look at them like realistically like if people would actually do that like chaos drives me fucking crazy because it's one of the things where like oh the chaos gods are gonna gift you with a. Uh, with a gift that's going to, like, make you better at what you do. And it's like, oh, what did I get? Like, oh, did I get, like, some fucking, like, Wolverine claws? Or did I get, like, a uh, night vision? It's like, nah, bro, you got a second hand. <laughs> it's like... That's right. You have a lobster claw for a hand. <laughs> Good luck. How very inconvenient that's going to be. <laughs> exactly. Like, <laughs> Thanks. Thank you, Slanesh. Like, I feel like you... <laughs> like. It's one of those things where it's like a caterpillar where like maybe your hand goes into like a cocoon and you're like, oh, fuck yeah, I'm going to get a gun hand like those obliterators get. Oh, it's going to be so fucking sweet. And then it finally like cracks open and it's just like a lobster claw and you're like, I waited I waited a month 
Like I like, uh, like <laughs> fucking Zoidberg now. This is terrible. This is so <laughs> no one will ever take me seriously. <laughs> like no, like no chaos lord will ever have a lobster claw. Like nobody will ever model their chaos lord with a lobster claw. That's for sure. No. So no, you know, that, like, and, and none of the artwork. Do you have this lord like pointing forward with a lobster claw? So, K- like the chaos gods <laughs> damned you by giving you the fucking lobster claw. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, so I look at that, like, uh, uh <laughs> so I look at that and I think to myself, like, okay, so and that's kind of like the stuff I look at. Is like, well, that's not realistic. Like, fuck the chaos gods for that shit. Well, then I look at like the space wolves and I'm like, well, these guys are really going all out to wear these fucking pelts, but like, it's really like covering their like their their pistols or you know it's in the way of these vents for their their backpacks and stuff it's like i'm pretty sure y'all need that like and i'm pretty sure that's an intake and i'm pretty sure you shouldn't be covering that up with uh with uh (laughs) with wolf tails like who put that there so yeah like i understand the argument a lot of people don't like space marines not wearing helmets and i kind of like my space wolves not wearing helmets i get that though but uh, yeah, I understand that argument. The like, okay, your keen wolf senses are somehow better than whatever your helmets, like lenses, have. Whatever your, you know, all the extra sensory equipment in your helmet. But I mean, I feel like the fluff in some of the Ragnar books that kind of like turned me onto it, and I like doing it. If you don't like it, that's cool. Don't do it. Yeah, I kind of, th- I kind of think about uh, Channing Tatum in that movie Jupiter Ascending or whatever the fuck that was. Have y'all seen that? No, probably not. Yeah. Oh, you saw oh, yeah. it. So like he Mila, was like Mila Kunis, right? Yeah, Mila Kunis is in it too. I remember, I remember that part? Right? <laughs> <laughs> I remember. <laughs> so yeah, he was like a half wolf, like a gene spliced human, and he had wolf in him. Like he had like the K, like he was like a space wolf, but the he was a a, a pre post human space wolf. <laughs> like he got the wolfen gene before he got his space marine implants. So. But like he was like smelling shit, like he was like you know, and that's how I, that's how I picture space wolves. And I, I feel like if you were to have a helmet like with filtered air and shit like that, it would just wouldn't make sense. Yeah, that's that's mainly what they touch on with like the Ragnar books is how you can like, it's like they almost have this empath or uh, empathic, empathic right? That's what I'm saying. Empathic connection where they can like smell like oh, uh, fucking Gungnir over <clears throat> here is feeling he's real stressed out right now. He <laughs> feels like stress. I don't know what stress smells like. It's like, oh man, this dude over here is, uh, he's pretty scared right now. I, I think I know what fear smells like. I think fear smells like piss. <laughs> but, uh. Hopefully you're talking about, like, the, like, local militia. It's like, ah, oh, I smell it. I smell that dude. He's, he's terrified right now. Yeah. Yeah, this dude I'm running towards with my bolt pistol. <laughs> this dude's whose head I just crushed. But I will say. Fucking I will say, as far as, uh, as far as helmets go, there actually is precedence in some of the, like, uh, Warhammer tabletop role playing games. Where you can just have implants in your face for armor. So you can just have, like, your Imperial Guard commander or whatever have, like, uh, plasteel plates implanted into his face so that he has the same protection as having a helmet. And I think that's the most baller thing ever. It's like, no, everybody needs to see my face on the battlefield. My guys need to know that I'm here. It's actually me. So just do what you gotta do, Doc. But I cannot wear a helmet. Fuck that. Like, I can't... I don't... Who, who would trust that ever? Like, at what point do you... <laughs> like, like, 
at what I've seen fucking what's that dude's name the uh iron ironside uh oh he's that old astro militarum dude oh strachan strachan oh yeah 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 like i've seen his implants like they didn't they do not look like subtle like there's i've seen some iron hand stuff like i don't feel like i don't i don't feel like i'd like voluntarily forego my helmet for some implants like that doesn't <laughs> it's like no no i'll be all right just give me some of them uh metal plates so well i mean some of these commissars you know how they get <laughs> people got to see that i'm not afraid so anyway so you're, you're playing space wolves now in the 30k world space wolves and uh i've been showing a lot of interest in knights i know a lot of people have uh mixed feelings about knights and uh mostly just because if i build up something else <clears throat> i can just kind of like bolster like fill out some points with knights that's pretty cool. You'll use your. Do you have a night house picked out or no? Uh, not yet. I've been kind of looking around. I really like the fluff behind the Questorus knights, like some some backwater planet, you know, uh, medieval level technology. Some dude there doesn't know anything about anything, but he's got pretty good hand-eye coordination. So he gets made the scion of this knight, and then his mind explodes with how big the universe is. I, I like that imagery, but at the same time, mechanic is cool. So we'll see. Mm. Yeah, it sounds like you're kind of, kind of used to that that imagery with the space wolves and stuff like that. But like the the medieval like level going into fucking here, hey, here's how the universe works. You were wrong. You were dead wrong, boy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I didn't think of it like that way before. But yeah, I guess everything does tie back to me being a space wolf player. Thank you. Yeah, just need just need to remind you, remember your roots. So, so Scott. Let's talk about you, buddy. Yes, sir. So, I met you through Ryan. That's how that's how it started. Uh, you left like for those of you out there are longtime listeners. Uh, Scott probably sent in one of our most controversial voicemails <laughs> that we've ever received. <laughs> Outstanding. <laughs> I don't think we have to bring up what voicemail it is, but you know which one it is if you know you know <laughs> if you don't know you don't want to know it, it, in the famous words of the, the road dog if you don't know your ass better call somebody <laughs> your, your ass better call somebody yeah so so i mean but uh scott tell us tell us a little about your background you know what what, what kind of roots do you come from me, man, I started playing 40K right as 2nd edition was ending and 3rd edition was coming into being. So I was probably like 10 years old or so. And uh, I was walking home from school one day, passing a game shop that uh, they just got in the um, like the posters of what, what we now know as the Mark IIb Land Raider, right? Like the God Hammer pattern one. You know, I looked at that thing and I was like, oh my God, what is that? <laughs> so walked inside man and uh the rest is history i've been playing for off and on for probably god how long ago 18 years now so yeah man uh i started out with dark angels and um like as a 10 year old kid you glue your shoulder pads on backwards and upside down and he has a backpack for a head and all kinds of weird stuff but uh Way back then, that's what I started as. Um, nowadays, you know, I'm I'm pretty much an exclusively a 30k player. Uh, play my first 30k army was Iron Hands. Um, 
I made that intelligent decision by just getting on Forge World and just kind of letting the drugs take me where they go, right? So For real, that's, that's, like, that's the worst. Like that's the first yeah. like Horus Heresy yeah. army is like I, I I like Iron Hands was my first go to where I'm like fuck yeah I'm gonna have every model converted up to just be as Iron <laughs> Hand as possible and you're just like never mind. <laughs> that's right man basically yeah like i am the guy they think of in their boardrooms when they're like we well, gotta get this fucking sucker like yeah they got me they got me with those models ferris manis is hitting a home run over the right field wall and shit <laughs> saw that saw the gorgon terminator saw the medusan immortals and i was like i gotta that's my army um so started out with those dudes um i'll probably have like seven thousand points something like that five seven thousand points um uh did a trader army iron warriors so i free-handed my fair share of hazard stripes on some stuff and my last army the one i'm uh adding to right now actually is a solar ox so something that can kind of you know fill the loyalist or trader gap whatever whatever mayo needs so that's me man that's pretty much uh long short of it so that's what's up man i like how you you were immediately like <laughs> what kind of fucking tank is that did you go in like yep. was it the class like was it an actual games workshop store or was it a uh no it's a it well it's it's not there now the the owner passed away uh a while back but it was called wizards and it was in a little town called russellville kentucky and if if you're wondering, I am from the middle of fucking nowhere. So that is where this game store was, man. And I met a, a friends I still play uh, 30K with uh, to this day. Like we were talking about pushing models on on people. I've done that to uh, a couple of guys I used to play uh, 40K with there and managed to get them into the hobby. So that's how it all started, man. Heck yeah, dude. That's That's the best way. Like, I, I did the old, like, I got in, I got pulled in by the old-fashioned uh, Games Workshop representative letting you win your first game. Like, mm. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. He's like, oh, and just like that, you just broke through this orc's armor, and just like that, <laughs> the orc took a wound, and just like that, he's dead. And I'm just like, fuck yeah, <laughs> fuck your little orc. Like, <laughs> I'm whooping your ass, and you work here, son. <laughs> He's, My mind is a fucking general strategy for the far future. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh my god, am I reborn from Napoleon? <laughs> like, like, how are my tactics so superior to this man who's, who plays his game for a living? <laughs> nope. Turns out he had the superior tactics all along. I really, like, <laughs> this is going to... I, I said what I was about to say in my head, and I just, like, completely reeled back on it. But So it was a Katie Mills Mall. It was probably 2004, maybe. Yeah, 2003, 2004, and he was uh, an Asian fella. If you're that guy who was working at the Games Workshop store at the Katie Mills Mall, and you were doing the uh, the... I guess I guess if you were one of the because I know there was two employees that worked there, but I I really want to find that guy. Like if, if if you Houston listeners can hear this, and you know this man, y'all let me know because I want to send him something for, uh, for making me spend what's got to be thousands and thousands of dollars at this point, uh, <laughs> like over the course of 
13 years, 14 years. Like, <laughs> you fucked me, dude. Like, you, you got me. You won. Like, I beat, I killed your orcs, but you killed my fucking bank account for a decade. Yeah, <laughs> like, 401k, stock options, <laughs> you know, it's all gone now. So. The things I could have done, the things I could have built. <laughs> do you think? Do you think he knew that uh, that kid that walked in that day would turn out to be, you know, host of Radio Free Isvan, pushing for the 30k community, all that, or do you think it just kind of happened? I think at one point, whenever he was handing me the dice, and he touched, he like brushed against my hand with his dice. He felt it. He, like he had one of those like uh, uh, even Stevens like. Well, no, it wasn't even Stevens. What was that fucking show? Uh, That's so Raven, where she like gets oh, a yeah. vision and just like, <laughs> like saw everything happen. He's like, oh my god. <laughs> he was like, he was like you're a Miyagi, and not just because he's Asian. I'm not not racist, <laughs> you know, because he was mentor. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so that's like, uh, like that's what happened. He had the visions. He's like, oh, oh I'm, I'm gonna go to stiff five. Uh, uh. <laughs> oh, oh no! I'm be the guest of honor. I gotta, I gotta Jesus, throw this game. I gotta, no. <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta, I gotta throw this match. <laughs> I gotta let him kill my works. <laughs> so, so yeah, I think, I think that's what happened. But we, we can never be sure. I, I definitely do want to find that guy. I do, I do want to see how that's working. And actually, what, what's funny now is. Uh, <laughs> If you we have any listeners that hear this podcast and you're in the Virginia Beach area in Maryland, or is that Virginia? No, Virginia Beach is that Maryland? Yeah, it's Maryland, right? Whatever. If you're in the Virginia Beach area, you know what state you're in. Then <laughs> <laughs> yeah. there's a there's a new games workshop store that just opened there, and me and Derek's best friend Sam is working in that store right now doing exactly the same thing to those children that was done to me, which would spark this community. Just destroying their savings accounts. So if you just go in there and give him a, you know, just go do tell him hello. He, like, he's just a temp guy over there for right now because that store's opening up. But uh, if you can go tell him what's up, I'd appreciate that, guys, because he flew all the way from Seattle to Virginia Beach to go work at that little store. Wow. Just Damn. Just do Bring the good word, Sam. Bring the good word. I know, right? Yeah. Just get them all. Catch them all, boy. <laughs> That's right. Tell them hi for us. Yeah, if you just go in there and tell them hi for us. I know Alistair's in there. Oh, no. Virginia Beach is in Virginia. I know I'm from there. Okay. <laughs> like, Troy just cleared that up real quick. So. So, is that all y'all want to share about yourselves, man? That was, like, way short. That was, like, 15 minutes of fucking, like, well, uh, what else do you want to know, man? I'm I don't gonna, know, man. I'm pretty fucking, pretty boring dude, you know? Just like hanging out, hanging out with my buds, Ryan Kimmel, playing high-stakes games of, well, not anymore, but, you know, I'll still hang out and play high-stakes games in his basement, <laughs> just not with him. But, uh, <laughs> hey, man. Yeah, yeah, that's so, about it. So you, you come from, okay, so you're in Kentucky, right? You're not, you're not oh, yeah. in, in the Indiana area. So how, how long does it no, take to sir. go drive to the... The basement of wonders. Uh, dude, um, so I moved, I got out of the Army about maybe like two years ago. And I'm from Kentucky, but like I said, I'm from like a really shitty little town. So I was pretty dead set on never moving back there. So I moved to, uh, uh, you'll know it as Louisville, like 
nationally, right? We call it Louisville here because we're fucking hillbillies. But no, where we call it Louisville because um, we're also hillbillies. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> a lot of people don't know. So, <laughs> but uh, I moved up here, and um, at the time I was still playing a little bit of 40k, but not too much. It was this was like when the whirlwind of shit was reaching maximum capacity with like formations and stuff, and. I have, like, a very simple mind, so it's kind of hard for me to keep track of all that was going on. So uh, I wanted to, wanted to break into 30K, and I eventually saved up enough for it, right? So um, built my first army, Iron Hands, you know, got it all up nice and painted and closed out and all that good stuff. And I had no one to play with here, because it's not like, at the time, it wasn't uh, hugely popular, or I didn't really know a lot of people, so... Um, Eventually, I from a few local people, I heard a rumor about like, hey, this guy's holding this this uh, 30k event in his basement. I guess he has like a really nice house with beer and like, you know, fucking all these really nice tables with like boutique terrain. And I was like, yeah, man, that's that's awesome. I'll go. But I'll be honest with you, man. There was like a part of me in my mind. I was like. I hope this guy's not going to make, like, a skin suit out of me or anything. <laughs> like, this, I this sounds like a setup. <laughs> I, had my, I had my reservations, man. I was like, every once in a while as a nerd, you have that self-aware moment where you're like, what I'm doing is incredibly nerdy. And if I get killed doing that incredibly <laughs> nerdy thing, that'll be my legacy. And I, I wasn't, but... Uh, yeah. But that's not how it worked out. You know, fortunately for me, I went there. Ryan's fucking awesome. Everyone knows him. And uh, all the other guys that I play with there, it's a, it's a pretty badass club. I mean, they uh, they play all sorts of all sorts of stuff, meet every other week or so. It's about a little short of two hours for me to drive there. So not too bad if it's only, you know, twice a month. So. That's gnarly, dude. That's, that sounds like a good time. But I, <laughs> I, uh, uh, whenever I went to go visit Ryan for the first time, uh, I, I took the the Chicago trip and everything like that, and uh, I explained to my dad that Ryan was, um, wh- like that Ryan held these events in his basement, and uh, one of the big things was like my dad was like, "Do what? <laughs> like what? What are you going to get into? <laughs> like there's like." It's oh, like, dude, I even, I even like, told people, like, I, or my wife, at least, I was like, look, this is where I'm going. If you haven't heard from me in 24 hours, <laughs> you need to call the authorities. <laughs> <laughs> I could have been eaten. We don't know. <laughs> it's just, it's in the woods of Indiana. <laughs> <You're> like, just, <laughs> just fucking pulls a Stephen Avery and burns me behind his house or some shit. That's not good. <laughs> These are very expensive models, and he knows that. So, like, I, can't, like, I, just need... I don't know if I want to be martyred for this cause. <laughs> it's fucking fantastic. What's the scene like in Kentucky? Like, is there is there a growing uh, yeah. scene? Well, there's a. I have a few local players. Like a like I said, some guys that um I knew from way back when. I just recently uh got a lot of them, or at least two of them, into thirty k. Um, so I, I meet with those guys maybe like once every other week, probably about the same frequency I do with like Ryan and those guys. Um, there's a games workshop here. There's probably six game stores in the Metro here. I mean, Louisville's roughly, a, about a million people. So there's a lot of, you know, 
you can i mean whatever you're into you can pretty much find it here gaming wise so um i don't really there's not a lot of 30k i think supported at local stores but i think that's probably kind of like the status quo with 30k it's it's a you know labor of love really for the community so it's usually someone like ryan or yourself who's you know running an event somewhere mostly do you have do you have a lot of events going on near louisville is there any like big events that go on like any cons um i know some guys had talked about like running a some big some big games workshop events maybe like downtown there's convention centers and stuff uh um nothing like really above like say a 50 person or a 40 or 50 person rtt or something like that but um i know it's it's grown a lot significantly probably in the last three years at least from what i can see so um optimistic for the future but as as of right now not not anything you know i would say out of the ordinary not anything really unique i guess hmm okay that's pretty cool yeah is there a lot a lot of 40k going on in your area is that kind of oh yeah 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 well i mean i'm not like a hater or anything you know it's it's your it's your plastic man don't let me tell you what to do with them but uh <laughs> i don't play a lot of 40k personally just because um I, I'm really into like the Horace Heresy books. I'm pretty up to date on all of them, with the exception of like the little pissant novellas they release that are like two or three bucks that are you know twenty or thirty pages. I don't I don't read those, but um, and uh, man, I I don't know. It's just um, when you see how much time and effort they've put into the background and the story of you know in those black books, it's a uh, it's kind of hard to go back to being like space mummies and robots. It's <laughs> like a fucking Wolfie McWolfenstein with Wolf now, man. <laughs> that shit is dead to me. So I don't want to play with Gundams and fucking conehead aliens. <laughs> I want tanks and Gatling guns and shit. So, <laughs> dude, for real, man. That's that's exactly, man. I. I don't know. It's a, it's an aesthetic thing, man. I mean, it is. I know it probably from the outside looking in. Obviously, it all looks the same, right? But it is very different. I guess you know, it's it's that little extra touch of realism. I think 30k kind of carries with it that gives it something really unique. And that I don't know. That just hit something with me, and uh, and fucking broke because of it. So good job, Forge World. Congratulations. You, you won. <laughs> It's you, boy. You fucking got me. It, it's funny. It's funny that you say it probably all looks the same, because uh, I went to Comic Palooza this this uh, yesterday, uh, and we're walking around, and I'm with my friend, and I'm telling her, I'm like, yeah, we're here at the comic part. I was like, let's, let's go to the the gaming part because uh, there's a tournament going on, and I want to go. I want to go see how many people they got in the tournament and everything like that. And so we get up there, and there's a 40k tournament. And she goes, "Oh, this is that game you play." I was like, "Well, not not really. Like it's it is the game I play, but we play, you know." Th-. And I'm just like, <laughs> I'm like I'm sitting there, I'm, sitting there, I'm like, "Yeah, it's a game I play." Like, like there's no. Like, <laughs> Realize how stupid you look for just that one moment. You're like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> I was like, "Just, just yeah, it's the like you, you just can't." Like the, the the explaining it part, I'm just like, there's a like you. I have to, I'd have to get into the. Well, this is why I don't play that game, and I play this game, and this is where the differences are. There's, you know, there's more aliens in this one, and uh, the rules are a little bit, you know, jankier, and you can do more things. And 
I played this one, which limits a lot of those rules and makes it a little bit more fun. And it, I was just like, never mind. It's the same fucking game. That's my fault. Like, <laughs> when you start saying it out loud and you're like trying to explain it to yourself, you get super self-conscious about it. You're like, oh my God. What if, what if I become? <laughs> I didn't realize I was this elitist. Like, fuck me. Well, um, actually, what I play is not the same as this game going on in this room, but it's a little different. A little different. I've, I've had you just like been that. like, don't you goddamn dare associate me with those savages. <laughs> Put on your monocle today, man. Walk off. <laughs> My word. <laughs> How dare you? 40k. Absolutely barbaric. <laughs> Never in my life. <laughs> <laughs> No, but yeah, it was like it was definitely one of those things where I was like, "Fuck, oh well, I'm not gonna bother with this." But uh, but yeah, so so she got to see that, and I, uh, that's just one of those things. Just trying to explain it was there's just not happening. Oh. <laughs> so it's a weird hobby, man. I mean, either you get it or you don't. You know, it's um, it's it, it's kind of unusual because you know we live in a. I'm not this old, so I don't know why I'm saying we live in an age, but like we live in an age where, you know, downloadable content and all this stuff comes to you really quickly. And this is not that, if that is what you're about, this is not for you. Like this takes a lot of time and effort. Like I've been fiddling with this thing for two hours now. So, you know, you really gotta, you gotta stay committed, you know, before you're in, before you ever see, you know, the final product come out, so. That fucks me up, like, I, I, I say this all the time, because we have a, uh, we have a, two local comic book shops, and both of them that support Warhammer, you know, they both have, you know, 40k tables, and right. uh, uh, I think uh, Legacy probably is, like, stock full of, like, all the new 40k models and all this yeah. stuff. And I think to myself, I was like, if I was into 40k, I'd be broke all the fucking time. Like there would just be like, oh. there would be no fucking turning back because I would just go to the store and be like, like no matter what army I play, I'd probably pick up uh, whatever useless army that had. I'd be like, oh, let me go and get those uh, shield drones from you. Let me go and pick up that shit. Like stuff that would <laughs> never get used, but I just need to add it to my army. Cause like, I'm like that impulse buyer. Cause if I have an army in my head, like, if I get, like, a... Like, right now, you know, I'm thinking about that Alpha Legion. I'm like, oh, they're like, yeah, I just want to do this Alpha Legion. That sounds like a really fun idea. Let me get some test models painted up. And, like, if those... Like, if they had Mark V or Mark Six armor on the shelves that I can go grab, I'd be fucked. Like, I'd be... <laughs> like, right. I'd have a box of Stormcast and a fucking box of Mark V <laughs> Marines. And I'd just they'd be like, hey, like, it's done. And it's like, all right. But instead, like, I had to go, like, go go put in my order to get the resin ones and i had to go you know get my storm cast heads i was like it kind of it kind of slows you down a little bit and it's like one of the only things you can do nowadays that's no longer instant gratification like it's like yeah like, you legitimately have to order this shit like i'm sorry it's just gonna have that's to work right, and man. there's no fucking amazon that's gonna get it to you in two days like yeah. <laughs> uh the key is, man, you got to have a plan. Like, if you're doing an army or something like that, you've got to have a plan, or otherwise you're just going to end up with some boxes of some unpainted shit, man. That is just, and it's so sad. 
can't do that. You got to have a plan going into it. I'm definitely one of those people where it's like, uh, like if I have an idea, I buy like 200 points of that idea. And right. I'm like, am exactly. I gonna like? Am I gonna yep. enjoy this? Or and if I'm not, then I can you know, I'm not whole hog in there, like <laughs> like. But, but, but <laughs> what if? <laughs> what if my appendix bursts and I can't paint this shit? Like, what am I gonna do then? <laughs> So, but like, th- there's people out there who are like, I built this list, I'm gonna paint this army. Here's my, here's two grand. It's on its way, and I'm just gonna knock this all the fuck out. And I'm like, I can't, I can't do that. Like, I can't. There's nothing inside <laughs> yeah. me that knows that I can commit to. Like, look at that little shelf over there. Those are some half unpainted blood angels in there. Like, <laughs> like, I, I, I don't know how long they've been there for. You know. <laughs> Year, a day, I don't know. <laughs> I don't. Nobody has to know. <laughs> they have to look at their their painted brethren like it's fucked up. But you know, <laughs> that army's never seen the fucking tabletop. Like it, it was a good idea for like like at least three months. But um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that fucks me up too because I've been through you know uh, I've been getting all get all my stuff together, listening to the podcast, uh, going to a whole bunch of events. And I didn't even realize until a couple days ago, I'm like, wait, I still haven't actually sat down and played a game because my army's not ready yet. <laughs> Damn. That's right, man. Yeah. How long have I been putting this together? <laughs> Damn. Yeah, this is definitely not instant gratification by any means, by any stretch of the imagination. So. And I think I'm like, I think a big part of this this hobby is like, it's really hard to enjoy everything about it until, like, all of your shit's painted and your table terrain is painted and, like, you know what the fuck you're doing and you know your rules and, you know, until you have all of those kind of, like, elements of the spectrum fulfilled, you never really enjoy it for what it is. And it's easy for people to just be like, you know what, fuck it, man, I'm done. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I'm going to go play fantasy football. So. <laughs> I think I think I've kind of like I haven't seen a whole bunch of people just like in and out quitting either. Like, yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying oh to, yeah, yeah. I mean, probably met like I know probably like four people who are just like quit cold turkey, like done. Like, like if it's not like a financial reason, it's just like I'm fucking done with this game. Like I've right. I right. cannot explain how deep into this hobby I am to anybody. And like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's just hide this like buried way down deep. <laughs> my uh, my accountant got a hold of some receipts he shouldn't have, and he was not very nice at the way he explained. <laughs> it's like that one picture. It was like, here's my family budget. My family's starving. Please help. And it was like uh, food, fifty dollars. Uh, rents $800 and it said Warhammer $1500 it's like my 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 monthly paycheck and it's like stop buying Warhammer no <laughs> no next question so yeah i don't know i'm glad i'm glad we had that discussion we needed to talk about i'm pretty sure everybody that's listening to this podcast is in the exact same fucking boat that that we're in so it's a very specific That's demographic. Right. Yeah, right, very man. specific demographic of people who are uh, secretly ashamed, I would imagine. 
<laughs> it's like I have a like I'm having some remodeling done to my basement and stuff. And the workers will come down to, like, you know, work on the hot water heater or whatever. And I know they look over at this gaming table and they're like, what is this honky up to down here? <laughs> and I don't know what to say. I just hope they just ignore it and just keep going about their day. I'm just like, oh, please. <laughs> look away. <laughs> look away. Do you put that in, like, no, the... No, I shaved you down in this basement. Just... <laughs> just put that in, like, the special instructions. Just be like, yeah, you're going to need to work on this down in the basement. Just, uh... Don't ask any questions about anything you see down there, and we're going to be good. That's right. That's <laughs> right, man. My dad's told me to my face. Like, uh, like he, he came over one time while I was, like, recording the, uh, the event shout-outs, and he walks into this little, like, this little room we're in, and, like, this whole room's, like, dedicated. Like, this is, like, studio, and then behind me is, like, all Warhammer stuff. And so if you look at it, you know, we, we do do other stuff in the studio portion of it, but, like... I mean, at this point, the only thing my dad knows is that we record the podcast in here. And so my dad walks in this room, and he's like, so you got all this one room just dedicated to, to Warhammer, huh? <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I'll never have grandchildren. <laughs> That's what he's thinking. <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah? And he's like, huh. He goes, just think about all the other hobbies you could have had. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck, dad? Like, is this, are you getting real right now? And he's like, no. He's like, I like it. He's like, it looks fun. I wouldn't play it, but it looks fun. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I was like, God damn it. Like, you could tell he was just like, in his head, he was like had like a rolling ticker of like the amount of money that was just in this room. Like, oh, he bought that monitor. He bought that. He bought the, 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 <laughs> the workbench. He's got multiple chairs in here. Yeah. Well, but. Hope you're happy. I think. Don't uh, ever let him find out how much. You spent on that warlord titan that just became terrain that that one event. Oh, he, <laughs> holy shit! He he knows he he was a uh, he came he actually you were here Derek when yeah. he was talking to us about it <laughs> absolutely. So my dad kind of like started asking questions about it, you know, like wanting to know well, well how much was it? It's like ah uh, well it doesn't matter, Dad. Like why does it? I'm a grown ass <laughs> man. I'm gonna spend money to spend money. <laughs> And so like he's like my dad's like but but real talk how much are we talking and I was like you know dad <laughs> and he's uh, you know he finally gets the full figures and he's just like really and you're just <laughs> and what does that get you like what do you get <laughs> I'm like nothing pops like people Not much that <laughs> people will like it and then maybe share a picture of it on the internet <laughs> I don't <laughs> it's it's for me it's for me. And he's like, eh, whatever, do you, do you. And I felt his heart break a little bit as he walked out of the house. He's like, fuck, my son could have had a muscle car. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, my parents don't know. They don't know you're back on the wagon? Well, uh, I think they can suspect, but I, they don't know fully exactly how much this stuff costs. They just think you're playing with toys. They Got find it. like screw clippings on your bedroom floor, and they're like, "Son, are you back?" <laughs> we found these in your room. We need to talk. A little baggie full of, <laughs> full of screw clippings, son. Just bits, just bolter bits. Is this is this a plasma pistol we found in the vacuum cleaner? I, I'm, just, I'm just holding that for a friend. That's, that's, that, that's Sam's plasma pistol. That's Sam's plasma pistol. He plays Dark Angels. Remember, Derek. Why has it got a rune on it? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Shit. 
Were your your parents always pretty accepting of the hobby in general? Yeah, I mean, I guess they figured there's worse stuff I could do with my money. Like drugs, hard drugs, prostitutes. (laughs) Yeah, I I always... That's what college is for, so... (laughs) (laughs) There's a time and place for everything, and it's called college. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I, uh, uh, I think I heard it on the uh, the guys over at the Long War set. They were kind of comparing the um, like the amount of hours of fun you get out of a Warhammer model, like Ooh. painting it, you know, assembling it, priming it, and all this stuff. Like you spend like let's say sixty bucks on a on I don't know a unit right and so that's like 10 dudes and then on top of that you're probably spending like i don't know maybe an hour to assemble prime and paint each guy so it's like 10 hours of fucking like hobby so you break that down into like oh that's like six dollars an hour to have a good time you know and you're just like i've spent way more than six dollars <laughs> an hour to have some fucking like good time so so I like it, it works out, man. <laughs> like, like I I can't even fucking go see a movie anymore for six dollars an hour. Like, no, no, not at all. And like, if you if you think other things like guns or cars, right? Like guns, you have to pay for ammo, and ammo is expensive as shit. You know, you, you that's always an investment you'll have to make to enjoy that. Or cars, they break. You know, gas. All that stuff. Once you got an army done, it's painted, man. It's set. Like you don't have to do shit unless you don't want to. So there's a positive. <laughs> Just gotta blow the dust off every once in a while. That's right, man. Fucking That's right. Josh has armies that are like like his like a portion of his orc army and his Imperial Guard army or Ashton Militarum army are uh like 15, 16 years old. He's got the old Cadians that he can still bust out and play with. Like oh. <laughs> like legit old school metal Cadians wow. with like and like the like that was before like Games Workshop just accepted all the new Lehman Russ variants. So he had like all the all the Forge World like Conqueror Ooh. turret and like Vanquisher turret and like Exterminator yeah. turrets and all that shit. Uh, I feel you right here, man. Fucking Incinerators <laughs> and Vanquishers and whatever fucking Flacers, whatever this one is, I don't know. Flacers. <laughs> so yeah, so like he, he has all of those like fucking loaded up already, and it's just like, man, dude, so yeah, this investment can last a while. Like I can do this. Yeah. This boss is fuck. But yeah, Douglas in the chat says, yeah, the Forge World free shipping threshold is the only saving grace to stop buying a ton of minor stuff oh, constantly. Man. Oh, that's. It, that's true, man. Like that that fucks me up. Like and the real winners out of all this, and if you're out there listening and you're one of these people, fuck you. Those guys that break open the the Forge World like Horus Heresy upgrade kits and like they'll break out like here's five torsos and you're just like, Oh, it's on eBay and it comes from like California or something like that. Like <laughs> Oh it's like I'm I'm like if I could buy this like five dudes at a time, I think I can make this work out. And you're just like, <laughs> nope. <laughs> it's like you start pricing it all out, and you're like, oh man, <laughs> like I'm gonna spend two hundred dollars over when this is all said and done. 
that's how you like try to justify it to like your spouse like well, if i get this i mean it's free shipping so i'm really doing it for the family <laughs> and she's looks at you like you have a dick growing out of your forehead like oh okay <laughs> right God, what a mistake I made with this fucking knucklehead. Like, <laughs> Guy could have had a muscle car. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we could be driving around in a muscle car. I could be arguing about how his muscle car can't fit a car seat. But instead, I got I to gotta dedicate my sewing room to a, to a hobby corner. Oh, well. All right. So anyway, let's talk about that event. Let's talk about the event you went to uh, yesterday, right? Yes, sir. Yesterday. What'd you take? Uh, I took Iron Warriors. So the event was called Circle City's Heresy Brothers in Blood 1. And uh, this was held at Ryan's Ryan's place up in uh, Martinsville, Indiana. And what it was was uh, essentially like a team event. So, you know, a team of two plays another team of two, like a doubles thing. And um, how the how the format kind of panned out was each person was supposed to bring two separate points values. A 1,500 points value of like a, a regular Age of Darkness army as you would know it, you know. You, something for fighting on an open battlefield. And then a 1,000-point Zone Mortalis list. Now... At this event, there were uh, a lot of different missions. I won't go through them all because that'll take forever. And, you know, you'll just be listening to these fucking sultry southern tones ramble on. But um, <laughs> it, uh, it essentially, in some of the scenarios, while uh, your, one of your teammates would be playing on an open battlefield, you would be playing in, like, a zone mortalis element. And they would mutually affect each other. So, you know, you could do something underground in the ZM. It would affect the battlefield up top. So you kind of wanted to try to, like, strategize with your teammate about um, who would, who would like, do better in ZM and who would fight better. So uh, um, we had about, I don't know the exact number. You know, I probably should. But I, I imagine it was around about 26 people, and um, which is good. I mean, he had a lot of tables. All If he... I know you put some pictures up on the, uh, the Radio Free Us Fan website. Um, you can kind of see the quality of terrain. I mean, it's about as good as it could possibly get. You know, it's like Warhammer World quality stuff. Without without so, actually uh, growing real grass on the table. You know, like. <laughs> yeah, it's like fucking growing it and stuff. It's wild, man. <laughs> but, uh, That's next yeah, time. it's. I mean, it's as good as it could possibly get. Um, it was three rounds. And, you know, standard loyalist versus traitor. Um, so I, I took Iron Warriors, and my 1,500-point list was kind of an Iron Fire theme. And my 1,000-point list, I took the Brethren of Iron, Rite of War, which is uh, it's one of the generic ones from the um, Age of Darkness, like Legion Crusade book. Right. Where you can take Castle Axe. There's a shitload of limitations and all kinds of stuff, so it took like a lot of shoehorning on the list. But um, I just kind of wanted to do it because I, for some reason, own a lot of robots and stuff, and I just always thought that was kind of a cool cool theme for a ZM list. Um, 
my teammate <laughs> really, plays real for a Mc- ZM list. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna try and shoehorn a whole bunch of castle acts into my zone mortality. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude, they're fucking. <laughs> dude, it is. They're pretty good. Turns out, turns out, surprise. I know who knew, right? Like, oh. but uh, it, to make matters even worse, my teammate, um, his name's Jason. He plays uh in Indiana as well as part of the same game group I do. Uh, he plays Dark Mechanical. So, that's like even more robots. And he has a... His <laughs> army is probably on the on the pictures of the event. Um, he has a lot of really heavily converted stuff, like um, Perpetual Painting, you know, a sponsor of the show and stuff. He he uh, did his army. And he has Arl Attacks. Arl Attacks were in Book 6, Retribution, yeah. which were uh, Jump Castle Axe. Jump monster holy, picture. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god, dude. Those things just roll through everything they touch, right? Um so three round three round format and our first game we played we actually played uh Covenant of Fire, Jake Bussey. Nice. And uh another guy named Bobby, who is a member of the Circle City uh game group. Um both of those guys played Salamanders. So, their armies looked uh, really unique, you know, very very painted pretty similarly. Uh, I think Bobby was using Ryan Salamanders, so those are obviously painted super well. Jake's army looked fantastic. Um, super cool dudes. Uh, what we, I think the game was um, kill points, essentially, like uh, Blood Feud from, it was a mission based off Blood Feud from the HR age of darkness book gotcha. so you like if you kill certain types of units that occupied certain elements of the force or chart you uh got extra points for that um so i won't like go turn for turn or anything like that but most of my stuff is pretty fragile compared to jason's but it like puts out a lot of damage they focused on me pretty early off and killed a bunch of my dudes but um, he, Jason also, oh shit, I forgot this. He has a Scoria. This is HQ Toys. Oh, and that dude is a fucking steamroller. Like, that is the most devastating dude ever. Because he, uh, like, each hit he does in close combat is either D3 wounds or D3 penetrating hits. No say, like, AP2, so it's just, you know, enjoy. How's that feel? <laughs> that, that work for you? Good. And, and, uh, and my blade of perdition's broken. Come on, like, yeah. come on, come on, fellas. <laughs> right, I think Scoria, like Scoria, and those Arlas axe things, the jump pack Castlex, they chew through about fifteen fire drakes by themselves, just smashing, smashing fire drakes left and right, and sending them flying into low orbit, like <laughs> just kicking them like small, small children into the fucking stratosphere, <laughs> and. Uh, because of that, I mean, Jason pretty much lifted the weight there and uh, uh, pulled us through. Um, I don't know what the final score was, but it was it was fairly close. Um, a cool thing about the event, I think, as as points worked out, it it came down to be like the very final game that was being played of the event decided who won between loyalists and traitors. So it took us like waiting until the last one, uh, last one finished to find out who won. But um, 
game two, uh, we played a guy named Jim and his buddy. They played Iron Iron Hands, Armor Breakthrough, and a Death Guard list. I don't know what right of war he took, but I think he I think it was Drop Pot Assault. And this was another open battlefield game. Uh, that mission was Shatter Strike. So you were trying to like push things into each other's deployment zones, and you get so many points for uh, however much gets into the deployment zone. Um, that one went kind of the same way, man. I mean, Scoria just touches armor and characters and <laughs> just whatever he feels like in a bad spot, man. <laughs> yeah, he just, oh, just show us on the doll where Scoria touched you. It is, oh. So, so like, and, oh, man, I just think about that first round. Like, we're, like just Zomortalis, just every fucking corner you're getting ready to run into, like, oh. I don't know. Yeah. Oh man, like that that dude. He. So the model uh, Jason uses it's it's um you know Scoria you would think he's kind of big and the model he uses is pretty big and he just he he's one of those models that um he has the uh, patriarcha cybernetica rule so he attached him to a thanatar. And just walked him like up the middle of the board because he's toughness eight. Then that unit with a three up invul save because of Scoria, so he's almost unkillable. Good like Lord. I mean, he is killable, but not not like any conventional means, I guess. Jesus, that's so creepy. Like yeah. I just I imagine Scoria as this like uh, just super like mechanical like scorpion <laughs> beast, and I just imagined him like sitting on the back of a thanatar just like <laughs> trudging forward Holy fuck yeah man it is in like uh if if you guys follow black label painting on facebook david samson has a conversion for scoria that is a mixture of belisarius call in an onager doom crawler from 40k yeah, and it yeah. looks exactly how i would imagine that model looking i mean it looks fucking awesome so um and not you know, if you think about it, if you think back through the books, like, uh, there's all kinds of, like, insane dark mechanic and badasses. Like, there's Scoria, Dracovec, and then there's another guy, uh, Satriel, I think, something like that. It starts with an S. And all those dudes are all, like, Toughness 6, Eternal Warrior, can go with monstrous creatures, like... You know, if they win the game, they get to come over to your house and burn your fucking house down. <laughs> like, it's a, <laughs> if you it's lose, wild. you gotta pay your opponent sixty bucks. Like, you know, like yeah, like, <laughs> you have to refinance your mortgage and like all this shit. And, and the funny thing is, like Mechanicum's like regular, like as you would term on regular Mechanicum characters. There's only one, and it's Caleb Decima. And the model for fucking Caleb Decima is just this lame ass tech priest just who is dude. standing there like a fucking normal dude with like a he looks like he's holding the flag on a golf course after taking the flag out of a fucking hole and waiting for his buddy to putt, holding his power axe. He looks like a total bitch. And then you have like Scoria and all these crazy guys, dude. That that was like one of the, when I first started playing Horse Heresy. And I would like I'd play Chris Pretty a lot. I'd play him like quite a bit because yeah. you know he was one of the only guys that played Horse Heresy. And we get to playing, and I'd be like, okay, I'm gonna go ahead and shoot at that guy right there. And I would dump like ridiculous amount of firepower into this guy with an abeyant. 
And then he'd die, and I'd be like, boom, slay the warlord. And Chris would be like, oh, that's not my warlord. That's just a Magos. Uh, this guy, Caleb Decima, is my warlord. And he's just like this guy, just like, <laughs> hey, hey, everybody. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought that was someone accidentally left that on the table or something. <laughs> like, who the fuck is that? But uh, anyway, that's um, that game went by pretty quick, too. Uh, Jim's army was really, like, almost exclusively consisted of armor as far as a uh, his army composition goes. His buddy, um, I'm, I apologize, his name escapes me. He knows who he is. He was a really nice guy, too. Um, he, he had a lot of drop pod veterans and uh, a Leviathan, I think. I mean, man, it's just like nothing with an armor value is going to hold up to those monstrous creatures. And the bad part is, is like there's no real downside to Arl attacks because they... They move so fast as well, so they're just, like, all over you, and unless you just drive in the opposite direction as fast as possible, they're going to catch you, and, yeah, but, uh, that's how that one went. The third game, um, me and Jason, we played the Zone Mortalis mission, and, uh, we played Tom Holland from Michigan, uh, the Horse Heresy Michigan group, uh, super awesome dude, fucking badass painter, he's the World Eaters Army. On the Facebook group and uh, fantastic. That actually got my vote for uh, best painting because I I was really impressed by it. And then uh, Dave Stolarski. Um, I've known Dave for probably a year, year and a half now. And he was playing Iron Hands. Um, awesome dude. You know those two were a lot of fun to play with. That game was actually pretty close. Um, I don't know if there's pictures. I know you guys have put them up in the past. Of the non-playable characters, like the NPCs, uh, Ryan and Dave from Perpetual Pain have painted up. But uh, that was a mission that involved those things. There were like relics that you had to move off the battlefield to score as objectives. And um, I think me and Jason won that game like three objectives to two, so just barely. Um, I uh, I just I wanted to play my Zone Mortalis list because I hadn't at that point. And I was fighting Dave in the sewers, like, with them. Um, I took a Warsmith with a Cortex controller because of the Brethren of Iron thing. And I took Thalax as a heavy support choice. And they just got fucking murdered by uh, Cataphractic Terminators with Chain Fist. So, <laughs> but, um... As, as, they, as most things would... <laughs> As as a, as well they should right. What an awkward but, uh, like what like what an awkward sewer situation too. Like that that poor like city official that goes in there to go clean the fucking shit. He's like, what is this? What? <laughs> is that a dead space marine terminator? <laughs> we were kind of laughing because this uh, <laughs> like the the little NPC who was in the sewer was um he was the model that they released when they released like the demon hunters and witch hunters codex. Like, he was a, you know, a metallic model, and I, I think they used to call it a sage, or a savant. He's like this fat little guy with this huge double chin, oh, yeah. a robe on, and a fucking quill pen and a piece of paper. <laughs> and I'm like, we, we kept laughing because, you know, the mental image of this fucking dude, and he's in between these murder bots and these fucking <laughs> iron psychos, like, are just running at each other as fast as possible. It's like, oh, good heavens, <laughs> whatever shall I do? In the, but, uh, and, and, like, for one, he's in the sewers, so you're like, what is he? Like, <laughs> yeah, let fucking, me, let's let's get much worse. He's already having a bad day. <laughs> he, he yes, does. fuck it. That's, but, some, uh, that's some, like, Will Smith, like, men in black shit. You're like, hold on. 
Like, this, <laughs> there's something going on here. <laughs> like, I, for one, that's he's riding on parchment with a quill pen. There's no lights in these fucking sewers, so he's obviously no. not writing shit. <laughs> like, it's he's not writing on like a tablet or something. Like, he's he just found himself in these fucking sewers. He doesn't have any flashlight. Like, who? Like, what is this guy really up to in the fucking sewers? <laughs> Does he look like he should be in this neighborhood at this time of night? No. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Police Academy, day one stuff. But, uh, but uh, yeah, I think we ended up pulling that out. The Traders ended up winning the event 28-20. Um, to 20. Uh, I think the eight-point swing, like I said, came on the very last table. Uh, best best loyalist for the event actually is now a two-time defending champ, uh, Jeff Crawley from Michigan. He... Um, plays imperial fist he has like a black and yellow imperial fist game and it's fucking sick like he is really uh that's the best looking yellow i've ever seen like and it i don't think the pictures do justice if you see it in person you'll really uh really catch the drift for it i think uh dave from perpetual painting he plays imperial uh emperor's children and he won best trader because uh Dave's a fucking gentleman and a scholar and is from Britain. So, like, Dave could tell you to go fuck yourself and you would feel good about it because he's, like, so learned and mannerly. Like, ah, oh, go fuck yourself, good sir. It's a terrible British impression, but that's... Dave's awesome, dude. That, and, uh, that devolved so well, quick. Like, you, you tried so hard to... Go fuck yourself. Whatever. You know, something like that. But, uh... Dave's an awesome dude, so he he definitely deserved that, and uh, that was it, man. It was it was uh, pretty awesome. I think moving forward, um, Nick from our gaming group is going to be running some heresy events up there. I know Dave uh, has one that you'll cover later, you know, kind of as far in the event shoutouts. But it was a fun time, man. Um, uh, definitely a big thank you to Ryan's wife, Emily. She cooked everybody uh, calzones, and they were fucking fantastic, oh, man. Oh, man. She is a, a really, like, she is a professional chef. Like, that's what she does for a living. So, I mean, it's, it's as bad as quality as you could get. It's just, a, it's just a badass time, man. Good food, good people, good games. You know, doesn't get much better. So, Did you, yeah. did you use the, uh, the uh, 3D barcode on anything, or...? You- yeah, yeah. Actually, uh, the QR codes. Um, I know. I know. People definitely still asked Ryan plenty of stupid questions <laughs> to make sure he was getting frustrated by the end of the night. But uh, I know we used them. Um, you know, just to just kind of get a sense of it. That was a pretty, I think, a really good idea. You know, especially I would imagine it. It like events like Nova or Adepticon where there's a lot of people and a lot of ambient noise and chaos and shit going on you know that would be extra useful so pass uh pass those qr codes around with some headphones like just uh that's right (laughs) (laughs) it's like an exhibit at a museum you know so and here you'll see mission 14 (laughs) 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 the zena exquisitory that sounds like a good time man I'm yeah. glad you got to have yeah, fun man. with uh, your fun. your monsters creatures running around in the sewers. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, there's a if you if you ever read book three, um, extermination, I think is the one. There's um, in the Iron Warriors fluff. There's like um, they talk about the new Machina, 
which is spelled like pneumonia in Machina put together. So yeah. I think I'm saying it right. Yeah. But um, that was like their thing is they built all these insane robots and shit in kind of like a pseudo auto reductor fashion for siege warfare. So when me and Jason were trying to decide like who we wanted to be teams with and stuff, I kind of suggested that idea to him and we took to it because uh, those two factions are also sworn brothers rules wise too. So the armies interacted pretty well. Did uh, uh did y'all pick y'all's partners before y'all actually uh, started playing the in the game in the tournament or was it like you get yep. there and then okay. Yep, yep. You could uh for this one you could you know be be uh partners with whoever you wanted to. So if you got a homie that you know you wanted to play with, you you had the freedom to do that, which I liked a lot. I mean that was cool. I would play with any of those dudes from up there though. They're all pretty awesome and fun to play with every there's a pretty high level of hobby and pain up there so it was a it was a pretty good time well that sounds like a blast dude that's a all i mean it's a it's a damn shame that you know this is the last kimmel run 30k event i'm sure he'll have his his hand dipped into some in the future but uh it's it's a damn shame that that this is you got yeah, man. I mean, it it definitely sucks. I understand his reasoning. You know, he uh, he's put a lot of time and effort into the hobby and into the community more so. But um, you can definitely see the fruits of his labor with this event, and I think you'll definitely see it with all of the events moving forward. At least I know up here with uh with the Indiana crew, there's going to be some guys running some events that'll that'll be uh, you know, a lot of fun and very immersive. And uh, really look forward to it, man. I mean, I'm in a pretty, I'm a pretty lucky dude. I live in a pretty good place as far as this hobby goes. So we're gonna have to see how far you are from Texas. See what kind of drive right? that looks like. Yeah. How far? How far of a drive is it for you to Ryan's place? Four hours? Uh, a little less than two. Oh, oh, fuck! That's nothing. Yeah, I've, I've driven two hours on a whim. <laughs> yeah. Right. I did that That's yesterday. like fucking doesn't even get you out of your town or something there. Yeah. You live in a, no, I'm going know, to a an, state the size of like the width of Mexico. Yeah. So. <laughs> no, I'm going to an event uh, next month. It's not Warhammer related, but uh, yeah, that's going to be a uh, six-hour drive from Ooh, this side of man. Texas to the north side of Texas. So That's rough. Yeah, that's, that's what I did the other day for, uh, for – uh, John Stanford's event, the Lone Star Legion guys, they're all in Dallas, and yeah. Dallas is a six-hour drive for us. So that's that's always fun. But I, I drove oh, two yeah. hours just for <laughs> – yeah, man, you, you live in a good little area there. What about Samson's oh, yeah. event? It's like how far are you from uh, Tennessee, like that event? Oh, Samson, uh, from from here to Nashville, it's like two and a half hours, maybe three. Fuck? So <laughs> I'm, I'm fucking triangulated, man. I'm in the goddamn tornado valley of heresy, so <laughs> – it's couldn't quit if I wanted to now. I'm in. I'm just in forever. You have yeah. the Circle City Heresy stuff to your north <laughs> and the, the Music City Heresy stuff to your south. That's right. God damn like, it. Now you, just, now you just need some, like, fried chicken heresy <laughs> stuff. For- yeah. It actually feeds into a theory that I have that Ryan Kimmel and David Sampson are related because other than the fact that Samson doesn't have hair on top of his head, imagine hair and then take off Samson's glasses. What do you have? Ryan. FedEx Ryan. <laughs> yep. Boom. That's how there it works. So, I don't know, man. I don't know how it, you know, 
Once Maybe they're like brothers and they don't know it. Maybe they're like related <laughs> and they just, I don't know. Well, you were lucky because you guys have Jake Bussey, Ryan Kimmel, and David Sampson at the same event. Like, right? Oh, yeah, hell yeah. That's bonkers. Like, that's, uh... <laughs> oh, Sampson wasn't at, uh, at this one this weekend. Oh, okay. but um, Okay, good. He'll be, he'll be at the one I'm, I'm going to uh, next weekend. So at Music City Heresy, I know we'll talk about that a little later, though. Oh, I thought I thought you had the trifecta, but never mind. Not until you set up that uh, Kentucky Fried Harris. Yeah, <laughs> it's up to you. You got to take on the mantle. You need Kentucky Fried Harris. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> I know. Shit. I guess you can keep so. the name, by I the way. That's so. free. <laughs> I don't know that my attention to detail is quite what Ryan's or Dave's is, so <laughs> <laughs> that might be a bit of a letdown. <laughs> Well, we're here. Well, I don't have terrain. I found that out way too yeah, late. Well, fuck, I mean, you guys didn't bring it? Jesus. <laughs> what the fuck Communist. We don't have terrain and we don't have any fried chicken. Yeah, that was sorry. basically the two things people expected and uh, didn't, even, <laughs> didn't even realize people really dropped the ball. That's what, whoops. Well, <laughs> all right. Well, I'm glad we had that event breakdown. That was actually pretty nice. We haven't had an event down here, but we are having one coming up this week. It's sold out, so it's not really like uh, any shout-outs that we had uh, available for it, but we actually have the uh, Alamo GT coming up this f- next weekend on the 20th. So we'll be in San Antonio at the Alamo GT running that event, and that is going to be the Zena Civil War is going to be the storyline behind that. And that's going to be a follow-up to the Xana Incursion, uh, which actually I, I'm pretty sure I've talked about in the past about this audio book that's soon to be dropped on y'all. And uh, that's get, that actually got finalized today by Mr. Powerful Ben Porter. So mm. I'll, shoot, I'll shoot both of you guys a little sample copy. And then everybody in the Patreon chat, uh, I will also give y'all a copy of this audio book of the fluff behind... Stiff three and Alamo GT 2016. So we actually that's when we started this whole like little side storyline of Zena, and so I'll, I'll get that to both to all you guys and uh, y'all can hear that. But all these people that are going to be the this year's Alamo GT, this is the follow up after Stiff three, and this is like all out civil war on Zena. So like we have this one mission planned that I'm like super stoked about. I don't know if I've mentioned it on here. Have I mentioned like y'all are listeners, right? Have I mentioned Warlord on Warlord? Uh no. No, I don't think I don't so. I don't think so. So check this out. So we have this mission planned, right? That is and I may, I may be ruining it for like people who are going to Alamo GT. Like I guess you have a week to like change your army list. So maybe maybe you won't like this won't affect you at all. But anyway, we have this mission plan because it's a, it's an escalation uh, game that we're playing. And so it's not going to be like 2,500 points and you play it. It's going to be, you know, uh, three games and it's going to escalate up from like, you know, 750, 1,500, and then 2,500 is like the last game you play. And so during one of those rounds, because it's a civil war, two of the, uh, of the event TOs are going to play Warlord Titans and they're going to fight each other in the middle of the game that you're playing. And those those TOs are going to pair themselves with your turn, and they're going to have nothing to do with your army. They're not going to attack your army. They're not going to do anything. Like 
we're going to make it a point not to try and fuck your game over, but you could, like, win tithings over from, like, the warlords, you know? So, like, like during your turn, if you decided, oh, I'm going to go ahead and use my Sikarn Venator to try and, like, stun lock that Titan that's across the board, uh, the Titan that's playing during your turn could go, oh, I appreciate that. Thank you. I'll go ahead and use my Bellicosa to demolish that enemy army. Because, I mean, at that point, you're picking a fight with the other warlord, and that other warlord can go, hey, fuck you. Like, don't do that to me. So it's going to be like a a, a dual army play. Like, it's going to be one of the missions. And I'm, I'm super excited about that because I want to see, like, how these people are going to interact with I want to see how they're going to act with these uh with these warlord titans fighting around. Yeah, them. that could be nuts. Like in my mind I want I'm like I'm and if you are listening and you are going to be at Alamo GT and you have an army that could do this, just just bring it. I really want to see somebody with like some uh some fire drakes with like a shitload of chain fists <laughs> and like I just want to see them like turn one, charge a warlord, and then just try their hardest to, like, the warlord on their side. Because it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what warlord you attack. They're all going to be, like, enemy combatants, technically. And then see if they can just, like, take it out. And then the warlord that's like, hey, thanks. Boosh, 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 just, like, shoot straight down. Like, <laughs> the other warlord's like, hey, I appreciate that. Just unloads. Like, I would love to see something like that happen. But then a lot of the interesting questions comes up of, uh, what if both teams pick a fight with the same warlord? Is other warlord's like, well... Uh, you see, but it thinks I guess. So, so because the warlord is to controlled, that, the warlord can do whatever the fuck he yeah. like. It's it's exactly what a prince steps inside. He'd be like, "What the fuck? Are the, why do they hate that guy so much?" <laughs> and they're fighting each other. I'm just gonna stay out of this. Like I don't like. I appreciate you uh, you fucking him up, but I don't really want to get in between y'all fighting because I really don't know too much. So yeah. So it's going to be Xana Civil War going on, and that is a mission I'm super fucking excited about. I, me too. I want to see how that goes. That could go... That could be nuts. So That's a very, like... That's a very badass story behind that specific Forge World, too, in Book 6. I mean, and, uh... You know, they're, they're like, kind of like a unique outlier in that whole, you know, that whole conflict going on. With you know trying to stay neutral throughout most of it, so that's pretty badass, man. We uh, uh we actually took the fluff that was written in book six, and we tossed it to this guy Matt in Canada, and had him write uh additional fluff for Zena, and so he just took this storyline and just ran with it, dude. And like it's 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 bonkers, like nice this this additional fluff that he he threw out there. And so, like, it's like a, it's kind of like what the Star Wars extended universe would be. <laughs> like, we're just like, well, this isn't technically released by Forge World or Black Library or anything like that. But, uh, I mean, sure, you can do what you want. Like, you know, like, it doesn't have George Lucas's blessing, but, you know, we'll, fuck it. <laughs> we'll go with it. Sure. So. But, yeah. It's we'll America. Be- here you know we do what we want so <laughs> that's uh that's like that's us responding to like forge world not answering our fucking our faq <laughs> questions or faq cakes it's like you know we'll just write our own fluff we'll just <laughs> here's here's book nine people you're welcome like, <laughs> if i wanted to know how to lose a revolutionary war i'd ask you but i fucking don't <laughs> so 
<laughs> and we switched our base sizes from 32 millimeter <laughs> to 1. 1.4 <laughs> inches. Like, what, what the fuck? <laughs> All bases are now measured in inches. <laughs> kind of weird that the bases are in millimeters and the game's played in inches, don't you think? <laughs> you want to know, know my knowledge of British culture? Reference the British person impression I tried to do a half a That's my fucking knowledge of it. So... Uh, He's one of my best friends. I don't even know what the fuck he sounds like. <laughs> uh, so yeah, this is this is America, and uh, we just we just write stuff arrogantly and just ex- <laughs> expect whatever company we did it for to just appreciate it and, and to roll with it. <laughs> well, fuck me for writing new fluff for you. <laughs> So yeah, Xana Civil War, that's going to be this weekend. We'll have uh, more coverage of it this fa- episode 56, and we'll, we'll, uh, we'll cover a little bit more of that and how that went down. We'll let you know the, how the Warlord battle went out. It's probably going to go horribly. Something horrible is probably going to happen, and it's going to be like an <laughs> accidental like, bellicosa drift or something like that. It's going to just chain react against like a knight army or something. It's going to probably fuck someone up. But That's why we play the game, though. So, That's right, man. I, I play the game for shit like that to happen. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm always way too confident that shit like that is going to happen. I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to go ahead and pop that knight, and it's going to have a chain reaction and blow up all the other knights. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> nope. You glanced. I missed. <laughs> shit. Should have put all my apples in that basket. <laughs> Was much of a narrative just now, but <laughs> I uh, I didn't move the rest of my army because I was pretty sure I was gonna chain reaction blow up all your knights. That's my fault. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm gonna run. <laughs> all right. Well, badass guys. So so now we move on. We'll go ahead and move on forward to the voicemail section of this podcast. And so let's see what we got. Let's see what we're working with. I'm excited. Are you? This is the first time as new co-host y'all get to listen to voicemails. That's right. This used to be my wheelhouse once upon a time. <laughs> <laughs> Are you still going to send in some voicemails or? I mean, I, they get the live version now. They just get it. They just get it off the cuff. No, no second takes. No cleaning it up. You're just gonna get. And I mean, you know, that could be a lot of things with the stories I tell. So, <laughs> I thought about sending in some voicemails. I'm like, nah, that might get a little weird. <laughs> like, it was it, like Scott, your your original like voicemail, like it, it it took like probably I don't know maybe a month or so of like just like conversation like. Do we need to listen to these voicemails before we play them? Like, like, <laughs> like, I don't. Uh, I would have definitely said yes. I mean, I, Ryan knew, knew me. Like he had talked to me before. He should have advised you differently. He should have been like, yes, yes, listen to it. Do not put that on there. We have no lawyers as an organization. We can, cannot be trusted. <laughs> 
All right, let's see this voicemail. Let's see if we have to. <laughs> I feel like it's gonna be like, yeah. Let's check out this voicemail, and then <laughs> and we're back. So we had to cut that out. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh, I hope that happens one day. <laughs> like I hope something's that bad to where it's like it's just like a cut immediately. All right, let's see what we got here. Not a gamer at all, doesn't play, but he talked about what happened. So I figured I'd give you guys a call and tell you about a puffy story that actually involves Games Workshop. Oh, Jesus Christ. to another country gets pulled over for border patrol by border patrol that kind of that's kind of shitty that she was like i don't want those dogs in my country it's like oh well supply place canada you know i don't know that's weird (laughs) huh 
I'm glad we talked about a Toronto Maple Leafs fan or something like that. <laughs> I'm glad we talked about uh, explaining the hobby. That that ties right into that. Like explaining to border control what this is and what you're doing with it and why you still have it. <laughs> so, uh, Jordan, I'm going to need you to call in and finish that story because it sounds like you wanted to say something else. I'm really interested what happened to those puppies. Uh, did they did they get to go to their new Canadian home? Did you explain your way out of this with all your unopened product? Because I could see where they were like, ah, we probably it's probably super hard to get these into Canada, and uh, you know it's uh he's probably trying to scalp scalp games workshop over here. <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm kind of interested in seeing uh, how that story ended. I'm, I'm definitely interested in seeing if you. If those puppies made it, I'm real worried about those puppies. Like it's gonna be real rough. We have to cut the second part of that story. <laughs> I know. I, that Games Workshop Legal is very worried about what you did with those models too, Jordan. <laughs> I know, right? It was about the time that Games Workshop had the great Land Raider ban for Canada, <laughs> and uh, Josh or uh, Jordan was a runner. <laughs> The freedom fighter, <laughs> land raider. Trying to get fighters. these undercover land raiders in, man. <laughs> yeah, man, these are those MK2Bs, son. <laughs> You'll love them. <laughs> man, I'm, I'm super sad that that did not come through all the way. Yeah, just a heads up to anyone who sends in voicemails. The voicemail limit is like what something like two minutes or so. So if your story's not like within that time frame if you got an iphone or whatever you know just uh they can always send in a voice voice memo like attach it to an email or something that would probably be a good way to do it i that's how i used to do it so because some of mine ran a little long <laughs> wolf blitz are pissing like a five-year-old <laughs> some pro tips that's uh uh yeah that's exactly how i describe wolf blitz are peeing all the time now and uh yeah, no, fucking you never look at him the same now i mean <laughs> no i get it man i, I get it i i it's <laughs> fucking i don't know i don't know what to say i, I, I couldn't i couldn't make this shit up if i tried it's just <laughs> just way went down oh. but yeah guys if y'all want to go ahead and uh send in a longer voicemail y'all can go ahead and just put that on there uh do the voice memo like Scott said, you can send that into Michael at Warhammer30k.com, Derek at Warhammer30k.com, or Scott at Warhammer30k.com, and uh, we'll uh, we'll get those voicemails and we'll play them on here. Uh, but I do actually have another voicemail that I see here. But especially if you're a you know international listener or anything like that, you don't have to worry about uh, long distance. Just go ahead and email it in. Exactly, man. Y'all killed it. Good job, guys. Thank you. <laughs> Good. I'm so proud of y'all. <laughs> I'm trying. Let's see what this other voicemail says. I'm Easy Neasy. Look what I can do. I'm Easy Neasy. Look what I can do. <laughs> All right. How about that? How about that one, Mr. Meeseeks? <laughs> we got any uh, <laughs> Rick and Morty fans out there? I'm glad somebody took the time out of their day to call in and leave that voicemail. Good. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> what a time to be alive. <laughs> My dad would be so proud. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, what'd you do? He tonight? would not be surprised that you associate with people like that. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I let my dad hear do you remember that one really like creepy voicemail we got a while while back? 
where yeah, where's yeah. the guy that was like, I can't quit you. Like I went to Texas. <laughs> he was like breathing on Ryan's bedroom window, drawing hearts <laughs> in the fog breath. He was he was like doing that like creepy like face scratching thing, like <laughs> like <laughs> like it's like, oh my god. But but yeah, I let my dad hear that. And my dad was like <laughs> You need to quit that fucking podcast <laughs> right now. Like you don't, you do not let weirdos like that call you. I was like, ah, it's cool, Dad. <laughs> uh, so that's all I got for voicemails. That's it, though. Once again, guys, if y'all want to call in, leave a voicemail. You can call uh, 209-RFI-30K0, or you can actually just uh, send an email with a voice memo and a... Uh, or a recording if you're, you know, digitally capable on your computer. You can just record that on your computer and do however you want to that way. Uh, but we will play them, especially if an event you want to shout out. That's probably the best way to get it, especially if you know all the details and everything like that. I know I fuck it up quite a bit when I'm shouting out events because I just kind of wing it. And it never works out for anybody. Uh, so definitely something definitely something to, uh, to consider because we will play it. And questions. Uh, feel free to call in, ask me and Scott some questions. I know, uh, uh, like, me and Michael have known each other for a long time, so maybe there's some stuff that maybe he's not thinking to ask me. Maybe I don't think, you know, some people might not know. But, yeah, just call in. I'd like to hear your voice. Yeah. If you want to, if you're, you know, whatever whatever questions you might have, if you want the dumb redneck version answer of that question, more than <laughs> happy to help with that. I can do it. Kentucky Public Education, 49th in the nation, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. Is that, <laughs> what's 50? What's 50th? Oh, fuck, man. I mean. That was so ironic. Sorry to, to live in state 50 because, oh, my God. Like, you couldn't. You're not listening to this if you live in state 50. I couldn't tell you that. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> but yeah, questions, fucked up stories, funny stories, event shout outs. Anything you got, we want it. I'm over here looking at the 50 worst schools now. <laughs> and it looks like number 50 on the list is Louisiana. <laughs> Big shout out. Big shout out to our Louisiana school system. You knew. We all knew. <laughs> 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 we all knew. I am now informed, but not surprised. <laughs> so, I guess uh, <laughs> we'll go ahead and wrap this up. We'll go ahead and uh, cover some uh, cover some events. I'll come in on the back end. We'll go ahead and play you guys some music, and we'll go ahead and uh, I'll. <clears throat> Shout out all of these events on my list. I got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven events. We got Nova, Texacon, TNT Grand Tournament, Invasion of Carolina, the Bug Eater GT, SoCal Open, and a badass one. Where the fuck is it? The Brockus Insurgents. So I will give all those a shout outs. We're gonna go to a musical break. Uh, like I said, guys, this episode was mainly just to get to know. Uh, the two new co-hosts, and then, of course, talk about a little bit of an event. Um, we will jump back in next week to kind of answering emails and everything like that and actually discussing 30K. Uh, not a lot of stuff has been released 30K-wise anyway from Forge World. There hasn't been any, any rules drop, anything like that. 
Uh, there's been a lot of 8th edition rumors that have kind of showed up for 40K. Um, and we kind of touched base with our Patreon subscribers, and we said, hey, guys, do you want us to cover this 8th edition changes? And the majority of them said, no, thank you, not right now, because from the way Forge World's making it sound, is it sounding like that's a long way off. So yeah. we'll go ahead and you know let the let the children play with the new toys before we have to worry about it. Uh, so as we're gonna try and stay away from that, but we will be releasing some uh, some some newer content and uh, have some actual 30k discussions uh, this next coming up episode. Yeah. So uh, if you want to get in contact with us, like I said, Michael at Warhammer30k.com, uh, Derek at Warhammer30k.com, and Scott at Warhammer30k.com. And we, those are our emails. Send us all the information that you need to. And if you need an event, shout it out. Rules question. List, guys. I know that was a big thing on list. And I, I would be lying to you if I said I wrote any lists in the time that Ryan was here. And <laughs> he was just, he loved it. Like, he was just so good at it. He was solid. He knew his rules and everything like that. We can help you with lists, but I can assure you that uh you will not like i mean yeah well it's like cars man i mean you can you can buy a car from ferrari and you can buy a car from kia okay they are both cars but they both do not drive the same way so i'm just saying you know like, i can write the list but you know i can't make that motherfucker drive like a ferrari like ryan kibble can so <laughs> Ryan, Ryan could <laughs> could take that Kia and make it drive like a Ferrari. Yeah, Ryan like, will <laughs> drive that Kia right up your ass. Like that. Uh, yeah, so so f- just just fair warning, guys. I mean, I, I will still look at a list, and we'll we'll still go over list. If you have a list, if you've sent a list in before hearing this right now, resend that list in if you haven't heard it before, because we're just starting fresh on emails. We're we're completely just resetting everything as of right now and at this point we are going to look at list at a completely different angle uh, i'm telling you it's not going to be the the digging version that we used to do on the show that, that let's be honest that ryan did on the show because uh my my brain doesn't work like that i don't know about y'all's uh, but I, I can assure you that <laughs> i have my moments but they're few and far between so and uh, I offered to try. I just want that known. <laughs> he said, "By God, I'll try." <laughs> but damn, I'll write you a list. I don't. <laughs> so I don't know what it'll do, but it'll look cool. <laughs> but guys, if you have any recommendations on any content you want to hear or anything like that, or if you have anything that you would like to see our show do, uh, definitely let us know, and uh, we'll take it. We'll take all and every opinion into consideration, and uh, everything will be considered. And so. Uh, we appreciate your patience, guys, and uh, really do hope for a pretty, pretty top-notch season three here. Am I right? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you're going to get a season three. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's coming, that's for sure. So, all right. Well, y'all have a good one, guys.
All right, guys, welcome back. Uh, so we do have some events that we wanted to go ahead and shout out before we uh, before we close out the podcast. Uh, first thing on the list is going to be uh, coming up in a couple weeks. You got the TNT Grand Tournament. Uh, that's going to be May nineteenth through the twenty first. Uh, that's going to be at the Best Western Sunrise Inn, and that's going to be at uh, eight twenty five Murfreesboro Pike, Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, I know that the 30K track is going to be run by our good friend David Sampson over at Black Label Painting and Patreon member Joe Kirkus, so you should be getting a pretty hardcore narrative event there. Uh, $20 gets you access to three days of 30K action. Uh, Saturday, Music City Heresy uh, will be running a narrative track. Friday and Sunday are open gaming, or you can... Open game Saturday if you don't want to play the narrative. It's a 2,500-point event, three-round event, and uh, some of the details are still getting hammered out, but uh, pretty sure you're going to have a good time. Uh, David takes a lot of uh, a lot of love in his hobby, so I'm pretty sure anything that he puts his mark on is going to be a fantastic time, so I'm pretty sure you will have a great time there. All right, so next up on the list, we have the SoCal Open. Uh, so the SoCal App Open is on October 21st and October 22nd. It'll be held at the Del Mar Fairgrounds in San Diego, California. Uh, it's a five-game tournament with three games on Saturday and two games on Sundays. Players should bring 2,500-point list using the Age of Darkness Force organization chart. Uh, multi-bomb is allowed, and the only restrictions are no relics and no shattered legions. So make sure you get your... Uh, Knight army ready and your uh, sweet ass custodes over there. That way you can go wreck house. So, so next up on the list, of course, we got an event that's going down here in Texas, and that's going to be Texacon. So, this is actually an event that's being run by the Lone Star Legion, uh, powerful, powerful Lone Star Legion up in Dallas. And this is going to be July 7th to the 9th. It's going to be held at the Hearst Conference Center here uh, in Hearst, Texas, which is about 20 miles east of Dallas. Uh, The conference center is located only about 15 minutes from Dallas-Fort Worth Airport, and there's lodging available close by. Uh, The event's going to be run Friday evening, all day Saturday, and Sunday morning and afternoon. Friday will be a small tactical strike-style game of 300 points and one HQ and one squad of... GM adventure where your opponent may not be the only danger. Saturday will be a 2,500 point Age of Darkness battle in a fairly standard format. Sunday will be a 3,000 point mega battle alongside more 300 point GM events that will have affected each other's games. The narrative event is based on the Furious Abyss sister ships. The Loyalists will attempt to discover what they can about the construction, and traders will be fighting to oppose them. Uh, this event is going to be a great for veterans and the heresy as well as beginners. The three days will be la carte as you can pick and choose which days to participate in. Players who haven't been able to get a full heresy painted army will be able to participate in the small GM games and influence the larger games while players with large vehicle and super heavy collections can participate in the mega battle. Uh, event registration will be $40 and that includes entry into the con and the event for all three days. Uh, there will be a cap of 30 players. So go check that out, guys. Go check out the Lone Star Legion's Facebook page. It'll have the full event Facebook uh, primer and everything you need to know. Uh, and you can contact directly 
uh, lucas.w.lion, that's L-Y-O-N, at gmail.com, and he can uh, he can direct you if you have any questions on there. Uh, so let me know if y'all have any questions. I can direct them his way as well. Uh, last event we have on the list to shout out is going to be the Invasion of Carolina, Carolina Heresy event. Uh, this is going to be on August 19th at Cruise Road Recreational Center. Uh, Carolina is a war world, a world of great importance to the Imperium. Traitor forces seek to bring under the influence of Horus. The initial assault was led by elements of the 3rd, 4th, and Berserkers of the 12th Legion. They were able to acquire key points on the surface to allow the main invasion force to land. The remaining loyalists on the planet have fortified their positions, preparing for the onslaught of the traitor forces. Okay, so this is going to be a $20 event. Looks like it's going to be 2,500-point list. Uh, these lists must be from the same factions, faction. All participants will require a Horus Heresy army list and a 1,000-point Zone Mortalis list. They need a 2,500-point and a 1,000-point list. So definitely give those guys uh, a try and uh, go check that out. So Sounds good to me, guys. Y'all have a good one. That's going to be all the events. If you have an event you want shouted out, go ahead and email it to michael at warhammer30k.com, and we'll get your event shouted out. Uh, make sure you put as much information in there as possible because uh, I kind of guess on a lot of these. So uh, that's going to be it. Appreciate you guys. Thank you.